It is Easter Sunday, and it is Passover. No matter what you celebrate, I'm glad you're spending part of your day with us. This is the Joey Harris Show for April the 21st, 2019. Greetings and salutations to you. I am your host, Joey Harris, and joining me today is the man who started the fire that David from the cafeteria jumped over when UNC won the national championship in 2019. Big TJ, how are you, sir? Hello? Hello? Good morning, brother. How are you, man? I'm blessed, man. How are you? I'm just living the dream, man, having a little technical difficulty to begin with this, but What's what's going on? What's new in the world of Big TJ? Honestly, man, just uh, taking everything one day at a time, getting ready for a uh, a new season in my life, man, getting excited for a new challenge. Today is Easter Sunday, um, so we've tra- started, you know, like our usual Sunday tradition of just getting up and cleaning house. Uh, then the family's going to be going to church. We got Easter dinner this afternoon. Should be a whole thing. Man, that sounds fantastic. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm on the road right now. I'm chaperoning a, a student trip to Boston. Let them sleep in a little late this morning. We've got a noon checkout. I push for a later checkout, and they're like, "Nope, we just want to go back." Um, <laughs> so. I can I can understand that, but I'm letting them sleep late, you know, and, and do all that. I've got my own room here. I've been working hard, worked hard yesterday, just spent really the whole day in the room catching up on a lot of different stuff, sleeping late, you know, just a, mm-hmm. a lazy weekend. But I've, I've got some... I've got some topics here we're going to get into. Um, we briefly got into them last night when I said, let me, let me do a show. Um, so I reached out to you and gave you a, like an overview of the topics that we're going to be going over. But uh, the first one is, is there actually any forgiveness in the world today, especially the online world, the, the world of the Internet and, and social media? And there was a few different cases, but I found one. A couple of weeks ago, I'm like, this is perfect. Whenever I meet with you and have a show with TJ again, we have got to talk about this. So, okay, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure our, our audience knows, and I know that you know, I am a big wrestling fan, have been for a long time. Um, and I don't watch – I keep up with today's product. I don't watch a lot of it. With the other show that I do, Square Circle Theater, the mine, I'm – mainly watching the old big shows. I'm currently finishing up season one. Um, I'm at the end of 1989, so about to close out the decade of the 80s, going into the 90s when wrestling changed. But in 2015, um, arguably the biggest wrestling name of all time, Hulk Hogan, um, some footage, some audio footage, video came out of – him saying some um, very racially insensitive things. I'm not going to get into what he said. It's not pertinent to this um, discussion. Um, But at the time, he was removed from the WWE Hall of Fame. 
all mentions of him were erased on their uh, website. His shows, like pay-per-views and big shows he was on, were still on the network, but um, they didn't have any mention of him, like, in the descriptions and stuff. Um, they basically went, I'm sorry to say this, they basically went the Chris Benoit route with him. Erased mentions of him, um, the stuff is still available, but you don't you don't promote it. He was also fired as a coach from that season of Tough Enough, the reality show that they do, because he was a coach at the time. Fast forward to last year, he was um, brought back in. He gave an apology to the entire locker room. Um, he was the host of the Saudi Arabia event, came on and did a tribute to Mean Gene Okerlund when he passed away this year on Raw, um, was the um, inducted Brutus Beefcake into this year's Hall of Fame and had a brief WrestleMania appearance. Now, all right, so that's a small overview of that. There was a backlash from certain people for his apology. They felt like he wasn't being sincere. He really didn't address the issues that they had with his behavior. Um, and they were very public about that. Mark Henry was one. Um, Biggie Langston, uh, Ezekiel Jackson, there were several others. Okay? They, okay? they talked about they had problems with his apology. They had problems with his behavior and all that. Now, I will say since then, I don't know about Mark Henry, but I know that Hulk Hogan has personally talked with Ezekiel Jackson and Biggie Langston. And right at the time when Hulk Hogan was doing his his personal appearance at WrestleMania, Biggie, on one of the biggest nights of his life, being a second for Kofi Kingston in one of the main events of WrestleMania, tweeted out uh, I'm a big believer in second chances, Hulk Hogan. Thank you for coming to me, listening to my issues with your um, behavior, um, and and talking to me, hearing me out, and giving me a personal apology. So it was kind of like all was forgiven, and he doesn't. He didn't say what was between them, and that's between them. This is where this is where I want to pick it up with you, TJ. I know this has been a long story, but no, 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 you're fine. There was a, there was a huge backlash, which I didn't understand against Big E. You know, we it was sort of like, no, this is the narrative on Hulk Hogan now. You can't deviate from that, and that's what I didn't get. Hate Hulk Hogan all you want to, but I didn't understand the backlash against Big E. For saying I believe in person, I believe in second chances. Hulk Hogan came to me. He heard me out. He heard the problems that I had with him, and I accepted his apology. Why do you think? Why do you think? I don't know. Social media, Twitter, whatever it is. Why is that like that? Why the backlash towards Big E? Well, I mean, ultimately, I feel like you know, misery loves company, bro. And we we absolutely love piling on people um, when when it's convenient to us. You know, it's 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 a tough situation because I mean, you're, oh, I, I'm looking at this and trying to compartmentalize it all. You know, is is I mean, is is Hulk Hogan worth forgiveness? Absolutely. 
he's worth forgiveness. But the thing about it is, I mean, do do I uh, like the apology? Honestly, when 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 a person of a certain age is caught up saying racial slurs, if they come out and apologize, I don't necessarily care for the apology because I feel like they're not necessarily sorry. You're old. The person that you are is who you are. So if you have lived, and at this point in time, I'm assuming what Hogan was like 60, 65 years old, if you've lived to this point and you feel this way, getting caught is not going to change your mind. Now, the heat that came at Biggie, why I feel uh, that the heat came at, you know to, to him that way is because Hulk Hogan, uh, in my opinion, Hulk Hogan, he, he hurt some people. Some people were hurt. Some people loved wrestling, myself included, and uh, did the, the, the little Hulk Hogan, uh, you know, move where you get hit in the face and, you, you know, you, you actually get more intense, you know, pure Hulkamania. You know, we've done that. And then for me to do that, support that man the way that I did, and then hear some of the remarks that he made about people of color, it hurt me. So... Anytime you see another person of color kind of stand as a badge or a shield for a for a for a white person who has made ignorant remarks, yeah, they they sometimes get labeled as an Uncle Tom. They sometimes catch heat because for a very long time there have been uh, the Samuel L. Jackson types, and if you've seen Django Unchained then you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. You'll see those Samuel L. Jackson types that will hold the bag for, for, for white folks and colonizers who do horrible things. So that's why the back, that's my opinion on why the backlash came towards Big E. Well, I, and I understand that. I absolutely do. But I, I was not even expecting that because – the New Day were on camera the way they had the Hall of Fame set up, and they did not rise when Hulk Hogan came out. Everybody else, you know, gave him a little, you know, standing ovation and all that, a few minutes, of, a few seconds of clapping, and um, the entire New Day did not do that. So you thought, well, you know, they're just never going to like this guy. But he did seek out Big E personally and do all that. I think also it's part of, we love building people up. Sometimes we love building people up so that we can just simply tear them down again uh, because people love to tear to tear down. And then that's True. what becomes it. Oh, oh no, we, we don't like this person anymore. So if you start liking that person again or forgiving them or giving them a second chance, we turn on you because then we also don't want to, hey, wait a minute, if he says, hey, I should give this person a second chance, that's different from what I have in my mind. And I know my mind. I can't be wrong. So, oh, you also have to be wrong on that because I can't change my opinion, you know, which is stupid. People well, change their minds all – which is stupid. People change their minds all the time. You know, I hate that gotcha about the politics. Uh, well, Senator, you believed this 20 years ago. Well, you know, 20 years has changed. My mind has changed. Circumstances have changed. 
see again, you're 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 dancing in a delicate area, and that's why you're my dude because I love you. All right. So, with regards to senators, again, I've said once you reach a certain age, rarely does your mind change. So if that senator was 60 years old and said something. And then he's now being called on it at 75. I don't have as much problem with that one because we're not talking about an 18-year-old and a 35-year-old grown-up. You know, the, the the mind of an 18-year-old versus the mind of a 35-year-old that potentially has kids and a wife, that's different. The mind of a 60-year-old man versus the mind of a 75-year-old man rarely changes. So when a senator or a person in politics stands up and makes a bold-faced lie, I don't mind calling them on it because 15 years for an adult versus 15 years, 15 years from teenage to adulthood is different. The thing that I think about, you know, with regards to your question and forgiveness in this society, no. When it comes to social media, I don't think we forgive, but I think that we will Forget, and I'm doing forget in air quotes. If it's not top of mind, we don't care about it. Hulk Hogan could have easily meandered or made his way back into wrestling's fold, and people wouldn't have given two craps because it's not top of mind. When Big E took it upon himself to say, I forgive him, it reminded everybody of what he said. It reminded everybody now that Big E is holding the bag for Hulk Hogan to get his green light back. But how often do we see stuff happen, and then because it's not in the news cycle anymore, it seems like people aren't outraged. But Tommy Lee Jones said it best. One human is intelligent, he's thoughtful, but a group of humans are, 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 are just are, are fear mongers. They're, just, they're, they're, they're irrational. So when you take all of social media, you're taking a whole bunch of people that are saying and doing what they think they need to do to get likes, and usually that is tearing someone down. But if you get that same individual one-on-one, the likelihood of getting some of the outlandish remarks is cut in half. And and that's fair. That's absolutely fair. But I was not really, uh, just, just to do a quick circle back, I was not really talking about, like, Senators' remarks if they say something stupid. I'm talking about like if they've changed their mind on a policy initiative. It, it may have been a uh, senator 15 years ago. You were against raising the minimum wage. Well, you, you could be now for raising the minimum wage. Don't hold me to what I said 15 years ago. I've studied it. Things have changed since then. But people want to. Oh well, when you were in kindergarten. Uh, you believe that candy? You, you believe that candy was a suitable um, alternative to eating dinner? Well, you know, I feel like people just get ridiculous um, <clears throat> with all that. But moving on, uh, one of our shared interests is entertainment, movies, good television shows, and and stuff like that. I was at Walmart the other day and noticed that Redbox has gotten into the um, Originals game. It was marked as a Redbox original exclusive, the movie Benjamin from Bob Saget, a R-rated look at one family's struggle with a um, family member addicted to drugs. 
is this the way to go? Is this the way to go if you're Redbox? Saying, hey, if you think this is interesting, the only way you're going to get it is through our platform. Is that a good way for them to go, or are they just treading water and eventually they're going to circle the drain and either go away or get gobbled up by something else or what are, what are your thoughts on the subject? In my opinion, and first off, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, break it down. So first I'm going to say, okay, the, the red box original love creativity. As long as it's more, as long as it's more creativity and something new, I'm cool with it. I'm not looking for more recycled stuff. So that's first. Um, but with Redbox, in my opinion, Redbox is their five to ten year plan is is making themselves valuable enough to be bought out with a high enough price tag. I don't see Redbox as being an entity that can carry enough weight to sustain the next ten to twenty years of being its own thing, unless they themselves start gobbling up smaller um, smaller properties. But when you look at, um, you know, Netflix and what it has become, you know, Netflix was the streaming service, and it is now not even the premier streaming service anymore when it was really the first one. Um, you got you got to stay liquid in this. And when you got, you know, Disney gobbling up all the properties from, you know, Star Wars to Marvel, and now they're having their Disney Plus streaming service, in my opinion, Redbox is, is their best bet is to get bought out by somebody bigger than them, and then those people, you know, get a nice price tag. I do not see them as being uh, financially viable enough to maintain what they're doing uh, because ultimately, what they're doing is it's blockbuster. It's a, it's a renting service that someone then has to go and return it. And while it's only a dollar, it doesn't matter. You're still requiring uh, a person to do something when this society that we're in now is being created more to remove responsibility from people. So, you know, why would I go, even if it's a block away from my house, why would I return this DVD when I can easily just go on to Chrome, Prime, Hulu, Netflix, Disney Plus, or any of the other streaming services that they have and then look at something on demand. Why would I do that? You know, so Redbox having those originals is the only way, in my opinion, that they can try and, again, make themselves financially viable because every uh, every title that they have is available on the streaming service. So for what reason do I have to go to ne- um, to Redbox? Oh, for example, if they Redbox has originals now. Redbox has Orange is the New Black. Which so I'm saying in a hypothetical world where Redbox is, you know, creating the creator of Orange Is the New Black, yeah, people will still use Redbox because they want that original content, and Redbox understands that. So I can't get rid of Hulu. I mean, excuse me, I can't get rid of Netflix because I love Black Mirror, and I love Orange Is the New Black, two originals on that on that series on that streaming service. So the, Netflix has made itself valuable to me. Redbox is trying to do the same thing. I apologize for the long the long answer, bro. Oh, hey! I had to go through all that Hulk Hogan stuff. You're you're fine. I had to do like seven <laughs> minutes of just background story, and not even Hulk Hogan wants to talk about Hulk Hogan for seven minutes. Let's be honest. So, um, I think you I think you've got it there. I think that um, you know it, it's strange, and 
It's the society we're going into right now. Content is king. And if the only way I don't, you know, Red Redbox has also gone to kind of a streaming service. It's not as big because um, I think Redbox is primarily there for people who don't know, you know, or are not into streaming. You know, Rick and Marge have the Internet, but they don't really do the Netflix thing, but they want to see, they missed the, the big movie when it came out. They missed, uh, let me see, Mary Poppins Returns. I'll, I'll just use that as an example. They missed it when it was going on in theaters, or they don't like to go out to theaters, and they don't really do streaming, and they just want to see it. They don't want to necessarily own it. I think that's who that's for. Let's just go down. We'll rent it for a night. We'll pop some popcorn and, and so on and so forth. If you get enough hot hot content, um, then people will will come to your door. I remember when many years ago when you and I were working together um, and signed up for Netflix when, it was, when they were just doing the DVD Thing. You know, they'll they'll ship the DVDs to your door. Um, right. My wife at the time and I were signed up for their two DVDs at a time thing so that we could watch a disc, uh, return it, watch the next disc. And we were kind of like it was kind of steady the way that we did it because we like to binge a lot of TV shows. And then... Netflix is like, oh, well, we also have the latest seasons of those TV shows on our on our platform. So that's what they're really using that for. I remember I watched one season, I don't know, sixth or seventh season, whatever it was, of CSI. I remember watching that on Netflix, you know, when they weren't doing as much online. I watched the movie Wide Earth on there then slowly it switches to where we're doing all stuff online and look at all these TV shows we've got and hooking people that way. And, oh, yes, now we're coming out with originals. We're coming out with the newest season of Arrested Development is only on Netflix. And and then they hook people that way. Oh, we've also got stuff you can only see on Netflix. We've got House of Cards. Then they bring on Orange is the Black. Then they bring on, oh, we're picking up and we're doing the new season of Black Mirror. And have you seen Stranger Things? And you can get Marvel movies here. You can get Star Wars here, keeping people in. Now other people catching up, they're like, okay, we didn't do it first, but maybe we can do it better. Maybe we can have the critically acclaimed shows that you've got to watch. So Hulu steps up with um, Castle Rock and Handmaid's Tale. And so, oh, now I've got to see that. that that's the newest um, thing. And Amazon says, hey, don't forget about us. We've got Amazon Prime Originals. We've got Bosch. We've got the Marvelous movies, Maisel, and so on and so forth. Now Disney is like, hey, we've got a lot of shit. We got the <laughs> things. Let's let's kind of you know break off our own things. So you're looking at Disney streaming platform Disney Plus. They've got 
the Disney films and TV shows, which is a lot of stuff just by itself. They're going to be the exclusive online platform for The Simpsons, all 30-plus seasons. They're going to be where you can find uh, your Star Wars, your Indiana Jones, because they're going to have all the Lucas films and all of the Marvel movies. And they're saying they can do it for six ninety nine. Now, they already own a majority stake in Hulu, and I think they're going to partner with Hulu, and you're going to be able to get Hulu and Disney Plus for about the price of Netflix now, which is what I hope they're going to do. There's two things that I hope. One, I hope that they do that. Two, I hope that there is a super cut of all the Marvel films whenever they all come out where it's in order and it's just one long cut, which would be about 46 hours when it's all done because I looked it up today. <laughs> because I know that there are people, speaking of WrestleMania, I watched WrestleMania this year. It was seven-plus seven hours. It was not quite eight hours. And you've got people who are – you've got people who are going into movie theaters Tuesday at noon to watch all the Marvel films leading up to – Endgame, which premieres Thursday night. They're buying super tickets. Um, I think they show two movies. They have a little bit of a rest break, get up, stretch, two movies, so on and so forth. I'm not staying in a theater for two for two and a half days. It's just not for no. me, but, you know, you have, you have people that do it. I say go in. I think they're going to show them in order as well, so in chronological order. So they'll start with um, – Captain America, then they'll have Captain Marvel, then I think it goes to Iron Man. I could power through those three. I'm sleeping during The Incredible Hulk. Um, See, I don't know why people don't like that movie, man. I like Ed Norton, but it's cool. It's cool. It's it's okay, but, like, again, you know, I've I've seen it. There was a lot of good stuff set up there. Um, <laughs> but you don't really get the payoff because it's still a universal film and it didn't do it didn't do huge number and um you could go on you could you could cut it out and still have the entire um not not a lot is MCU. Not a lot is lost there. Yeah, not a lot is lost there. So, what do you think about this new Disney streaming service? Uh, it's something that we've uh, covered on Hilarity by Default a couple times. Uh, more uh, of the original content, Disney and Marvel putting together uh, shows based on the Marvel characters that we've grown to know and love, Loki and. Uh, Loki, Vision, Scarlet Witch. There's going to be some kind of buddy cop show between the White Wolf and Falcon. Um, so the co- content-wise, I don't think we're going to run out of anything. I think Disney is doing the the right thing uh, by coming up with their own streaming service because they've got the content. You said it yourself, content is king. And if they're linking up with Hulu – then it already makes sense. When you were going over some of the streaming services before, one thing that I wanted to say, you know, along with having original content, Hulu has the rights to air something the day after it airs on cable TV. So 
that's one thing that you can't get with Netflix being able to watch something the day after it airs. You got to wait until the season's over with, sometimes longer. Um, but with Disney, you know, if it's if it's seven dollars, which you're talking seven dollars a month or seventy dollars for the year, um, I'm a parent, so I'm on. I'm getting it anyway. Uh, but if they're going to be teaming up with Hulu and they're going to keep it around the price of what Netflix is doing, then ultimately I would be able to have Netflix, Hulu, and Disney Plus for roughly $30 a month. Um, and I'm I'm fine with that because eventually with all the streaming services that we have and Internet people, so don't don't think that whenever you say, oh, I cut the cord, don't stop, don't not count Internet costs because Internet costs, are included. So if you're paying for internet and paying for all these streaming services and you're still spending $150 a month, then you haven't done the benefit of cutting the cord. Um, so our internet is roughly 60 bucks, And if, if we can get all three of those, and I'm talking Disney, Hulu, and Netflix, those are my three. If we can get all those for 30 bucks, then I'm still going to be able to get all of our entertainment for less than $100, and I'll be perfectly fine with that. I agree. I agree, man. Uh, and everybody listening live, you'll be able to hear the overrun in about 15 minutes. So uh, goodbye for now for that, but we continue on. So um, I, I think if you're getting that, like, let's just to make the math work. Let's say your um, Internet we're we're just gonna do a, a baseline of fifty bucks for for mm-hmm. good internet. And if I can add other things to that for another fifty bucks, I don't mind paying a hundred bucks a month if I get everything that I would like. You know, if you're not a big sports right. person, you don't need you don't need the sports, but you're a big I love all the T V, I love the movies. If I can see that, then I'm good. If I'm paying about a hundred bucks a month for everything that I want, if I'm paying a hundred bucks for a lot of stuff and still not getting everything that I want, then I might as well have just kept cable, you know? Yep. Uh, because because at the time there was a, a a while there I was paying when I was living on my own. I was living in in Fayetteville. I had left my previous job and was trying to keep myself above water, had cable, had internet, um, and some other things. And I was over a hundred bucks then and, and just not getting a lot and still struggling. So if I can keep it around a hundred bucks and get all the stuff that I want, then I'm fine with that. Um, but I'm looking into making the entertainment, like covering entertainment books, movies, TV shows, wrestling stuff, making that more of a, you know, at least a side gig, blogging or or um, podcasting about it, then I need stuff that I can, you know, I don't mind investing, putting back in there, but I don't, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to do that if I can't get my money's worth. And I think that's really what it is for a lot of people. You know, Junior loves all the Marvel movies. He loves all the Marvel stuff, which eventually he'll be able to get all of the Netflix Marvel stuff, too. I'm thinking that that's that stuff, even though um, Netflix is kind of getting out of that. They're, they're canceling things as soon as they're um, 
as their current deals are done, like uh, I think the only thing they have left is the is the third season of Jessica Jones, and then they're going to cancel that as soon as it comes out. They'll wait a week, wait a week and cancel it because all that stuff is originally going over to the Disney streaming, and in a couple of years you'll get, I believe, another Defenders or another Daredevil or all of that because you'll need all this fresh content and all these people uh, going to your service. I'm, I'm, when, when, when originally, so I'll be completely honest with you, originally when they announced Disney Plus, bro, I got upset. And I said it won't be me. Now, whenever, once they listed that price and everything that's going to be on it, it all—it almost—it's it, almost like too—it's it, a no-brainer not to have it. And you're talking all the more. And I know they're not going to release all of this to all of us, you know, at one time. They may, you know, whenever they first go live, dump everything so you can look and be just be purely in awe at everything that they have. But they will, you know, do like Netflix does, like Hulu does, cycling stuff in, cycling stuff out. Um. The whole concept of the of the vault, in my opinion, isn't going to be the same anymore. But still, you know, um, I, I think it's going to be worth the price. I mean, it's hilarious to say, you know, $70 for a year um, is not bad at all when you're thinking about how much content you're getting. Look, movies nowadays, whenever they come out, and I'm just talking about the streaming rights, not talking about actually owning a DVD, to purchase the 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 Lego Movie Two, the second one. That's actually what it's called. For me to be able to purchase that for my kids last night cost twenty dollars. I don't own a copy. I don't have anything in my hand except for a receipt, and that's even electronic because it got sent to my email. So rather than paying twenty dollars for that one film, I could have took that twenty dollars and set it aside and put it towards, you know, the $70 yearly payment that I would have in November for, for, for Disney+. Plus. I, I, I see nothing but upside for that, man. I agree. I agree. Um, so, our final topic, uh, do you have a recommendation for us for a movie, TV show, book, anything? What What's on your plate? No, absolutely. So, um, starting with the movies, um, obviously, we know Endgame's coming out next week. If you have not seen the movie Us yet by Jordan Peele, I would definitely suggest going to see it. It is a psychological something or other that will uh, make you ask questions, and I encourage you to hit me up on Twitter whenever you watch it because I'm definitely interested uh, in everybody's opinion on that film. TV, surprisingly enough, I'm getting into a show that's been out for four years, and I'm just now getting into it, talking about Superstore. The show has been canceled more times than I can remember, um, but now they are in their fourth season. Um, uh, the Senorita Traveling Pants, my wife and I just started watching it, I want to say, around my birthday in March, and now we're finally caught up to about season four, episode two. Um, and it is a really funny show. Reminds me, um, reminds me of The Office. Um, and some of the shenanigans that they get into. Um, but I, 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 I love it. It's very light, so it's kind of hard to, to, to not enjoy it. Um, so, yeah, and then obviously today is Sunday. So, you know, if you're not extremely erect for another episode of Game of Thrones, then I don't know you. 
Oh, man. Uh, Let me see. I've got... um, If you... I'm going to go the book route because I just finished this series. If you... If you are into noir, um, really gritty human realism, I have to go with the Matt Scudder series by Lawrence Block. If you remember a few years ago, Liam Neeson was in a movie called A Walk Among the Tombstones. It is um, it is that. Um, but start with the earlier films, I mean, I'll start with the earlier books and work your way through that ages in real time, so you get to follow him through all the ups and downs. This series will make you angry. This series will make you laugh. This series will make you cry, sometimes all within three pages. Um, and and you get to really grow along with that um, They've just released what will probably be the final book in the series, um, which is a, a little bittersweet to me because I, I hate to see it end. I knew that this book was coming out, so I reread the entire series. And um, I think the last book upset me because it was the last, and you know I thought that they could have ended it. Uh, a better way, but that's just personal opinion. Um, I've seen a lot of love for the final book, so overall that would be the um, recommendation that I would have. But as we wrap up here, Big TJ, give all your plugs, show where you're going to be at, how people can contact you, and all that good stuff. No, absolutely, man. If, if, If you want to follow me, I tell people, if you're looking for me on Twitter, I call that the gutter now. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you're looking for me, I can be found on Twitter at Tokyo J that's T O K E O J. Same thing on Snapchat. If you want to see how I'm living, um, hilarity by default on YouTube is a phenomenal channel. Um, so go watch what I'm doing there. Like, and subscribe, uh, dinner time, um, every week, uh, Kyle Nash, a student of the game and myself, we're constantly dropping content. The Senorita Traveling Pants and myself have started a um, a, a short series called Merry Conversations um, where the wife and I just let the uh, the recorder go and we just have our general conversations like we would on a regular day, just letting people into how we live and then obviously how hilarious my wife is, man. So, Joey, as always, thank you for having me on, bro. I feel like the more we... We do, and the the better I get in my headspace, the longer my little credits are becoming. Um, but I'm very thankful to be where I am because, you know, there are several times in the last several years, and you you're very aware. I I might not have been here, man. So the fact that I'm here talking to you right now is a blessing and a half, bro. Dude, I appreciate it. And like the man says, sounds like you're busier than a fruit merchant. You got more shows than ABC does, <laughs> I think, at this time. <laughs> Holy moly. I thought I had a lot going on, but uh, man, you I mean you're covering it. Good for you though. Thank you. Um uh, you can uh we're gonna be doing these shows probably hopefully about once a month. 
Um, the next three weeks are really busy. TJ, you know you've been in this game uh, ending of uh, semester. A uh, school year is always busy, but after that I'm hoping we get on a regular uh, schedule with these shows. Um, my other show, my wrestling show, comes out Tuesday mornings. I did take the week after WrestleMania off just because I was sick. And I was just overwhelmed, but we're coming up this Tuesday. It's our season um, finale of season one. Season two starts next week. We will be in the 90s where wrestling changes um, for the better. You know, we go through a lot of bad stuff before we get to the good stuff, but I'm looking forward to it. So season one ending of Square Circle Theater of the Mind, is this Tuesday, every Wednesday, I drop something on my YouTube channel that's more of a self-help, guidelines, good advice show. Those are really short. You can check those out. Just uh, look Joey Harris up on YouTube. You can get me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Joey Harris, Snapchat, I'm Joey H37. Um, so that's it for me and TJ here. Um, be good to yourselves and each other. Um, in the meantime and in the in-between time, go have a fantastic Sunday with the ones that you love. We're out. Have a good day, everybody. God bless.